Welcome to the 10 for 10. Rex. How you doing this week? I'm doing good. How are you? Well, I lost to my little ponies and company, the fraudulent ones. <laughs> yeah. So it's always, you know, it's always a difficult week when I know that the fantasy season, fantasy season is over. However, on a bright spot, we, we still get a couple more weeks of talking about the season in review, and then I'm assuming there will be a postseason show if we decide to do uh, rule votes again. So I've still got possibly two, maybe three episodes left. So I'm trying to look at the positive right now. Well, you know what? Here's another positive, Stephen. We both lost together. So we can hold hands and jump into the base of sadness that is no, well, no longer having to work with fantasy football as much. But we're still here to bring quality content. Indeed. Mm-hmm. I did. I did real quick, and then uh, I, I, in my old job, I used to I had a, a coworker who used to tell me like when we would complain about something, she would say like, "Your problem is not my problem." And I was thinking about that in the context of like, don't take away the sunshine of me focusing on my loss by talking about you. Yeah, but that seems mean. But she was mean. I was I was trying to say like we're brothers. That's we're true. Brothers, we're brothers, we lost together, but we're still brothers, you know. That's true. We, you know, I've got a brother that looks like Jesus. Life is good. Yeah. You know, it'd be really funny, like if you did it like as a prank. Like, don't do it now because I'm already telling you. Christmas isn't like a week, and if you brought me frankincense and myrrh, I'd laugh so hard. <laughs> you should have done it. <laughs> like, so hard, Steve. <laughs> Can anyone tell me where I would get frankincense and myrrh? No. <laughs> if if I knew, I would tell you because I would I would love to hear that story. Yeah, and then wrap it in birthday paper. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Like I could have like somehow Amazon Prime deliver it during the show, and you could open it. Yeah, like have birthday, and it's like, is this frankincense? All right, world's worst opening over, and that was my fault, not yours, Alex. So, all right. Other other things must be on your mind, Steve. <laughs> A little bit. All right, let's get you reoriented. Let's Thank talk you. some football. Uh, number one, Keenan Allen. Uh, he's missed time in the playoffs, the fantasy playoffs, uh, three of the sacks last six years, uh, including a pair of instances where he quote unquote played, but didn't take snaps and scored zero points on two occasions. So, um, tell me for somebody who doesn't know what this playoff thing is and is pretty much their season is always done at this point in the year. Um, is this going to affect where you rank him, uh, in the draft order, Steve? Yeah, Keenan Allen's going to have to be a be a pretty hard guy for me to rank next year anyway. One, I can't blame anything on Brandon Staley anymore, which we'll talk about later. But he's going to be 32, and I honestly don't remember the last time a guy had a great year 32 season. So I've already got that going on. And you've got this concern about three out of four or three out of five, whatever the number is. Like, I, it matters. I, I worry that, like, he's such a target hog during the season that he finally gets beat down and he just has a little less in the tank and I still harbor a grudge over him saying like if I'm in your fantasy league start me and then had one of those infamous I played but I didn't play games um so I think I'll probably knock him down one tier um where then I think the consensus has him so a lot of talent there but 32 for a wide receiver with some injuries because he missed time at the start of the year too uh just makes me too nervous yeah, but he's uh, currently ranked number three receiver in our league. Uh, Alex, who's on your team, do you agree? Um, You know, 
his presence was really missed out there on the field last weekend. I know the rest of the guys in my locker room were pretty upset that they uh, didn't really have that leader to look up on that's really been taking charge during the season. Um, but you know what? Injuries are important. You know, they're, they're important. He had to take some time for himself, so we let him go off. And, I mean, you know, we're not making the playoffs this year. A lot of it might have to do with Keenan Allen, let's be for real. Um, I don't know. I I've only ever had Keenan Allen once. And when it comes to, like, Russell Wilson, let's say, it took me, like, two or three times with him before I was like, nah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, so I probably still, like, treat him normally. And, I mean, I'm a big reason I had as many wins as I had during the year. So it's not like I'm going to think it was, like, the biggest bust of all time. So, Derek, welcome. What are Thank your thoughts? You. <laughs> uh, I think if Alex doesn't believe in you, then you've got real problems uh, to start <laughs> with. But I think if we talk about three injuries in four years, I'd say three is kind of that magic number. Like the first injury, it's a one-off. The second big injury, then it's bad luck. But I think number three, we, we have a problem, and you got to factor in the age. And I, um, I'm i selling on the Chargers' offense at this point since uh, I had big hopes for them with Justin Herbert. So uh, I think I'm kind of done with them for now. So I haven't had Keenan Allen for a long time, and I I will not be uh, – I will not have any part of that in the future. I don't well, know. I think all this real quick oh. just translates to Lucas. Like, he's going to be on Bobby's team next year. <laughs> yeah, and, and be number one in the league. Um, <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Uh, number two, uh, we're going to try a new segment inspired by our very own Alex. So, oh, nice. Ale- Alex, how dare you? <laughs> Can you please tell us one thing uh, from the NFL last week that really just caused a very negative reaction in you? Oh, man, this past week? Yeah. Or if you can't pick something, you can go further back, too. I can go even further back? Sure. You know what? How dare you? Okay, so I didn't hear a result from this, but did Jalen Hurts not shake the dude's hand um, this past week at the end of the game? Because, like, I heard, like, something like maybe he was sick, but I don't know how true that is. Yeah. Yeah, The back from the Seahawks went to go find and shake his hand. He just left. I, I don't know the details, but I did hear that Drew Locke was looking for him and they caught him saying something and that, yes, uh, Jalen Hurts was, was sick leading up into the game, but that's all I know. Mm. Can you guys help fill us in on that? Or I, I can pick it up while we, we pass it along. Yeah, why don't we pass it along because I think it would be an interesting content once we find it, but I don't have that off the top of my head. I'll figure it out. Give me a minute. Move this yeah. down to like five. I'm sorry. Why am I even looking this up? Alex is the king of Google over here. He'll uh, <laughs> he won't go down any rabbit holes, and he'll uh, he'll find the answer for us. Oh, so. you know what does grind my gears? <laughs> you know, I just had to think about it for a second. They're giving Matt Patricia another shot. He's back. <laughs> who, who made that? The Eagles. The Eagles don't need him. <laughs> Why would they do that? That is such a bad decision. Everywhere he goes, it is not good. Well, they did. He did give up the game-winning drive to Drew Locke last night. So he, they they hired him and immediately lost. <laughs> <laughs> and he still isn't eating a hot dog on the sidelines. <laughs> That's what's my grind in my gears this week. They keep giving him chances, and they keep he keeps dropping the ball on that hot dog. How dare you, Eagles? Steve, what about yeah. you? You know, Derek said something that I think ties into what I think is going to be the brilliance of this segment. When we can get Alex to not be happy with something, it's going to be audio gold. So I can't follow that, but to follow that, how dare you, Mike McDaniels? For the rest of this segment, you will be known as Mike McJerk. For the last two weeks, you force-feed Raheem Mostert goal line carries and no love to Devon A-game. Not A-chan, A-game, because he's brilliant. But you, you treat him like he's your side hustle, and you don't give him go any goal line action any closer than the 11-yard line. It doesn't matter that he's averaging five yards a carry in the last two weeks. It doesn't matter that Raheem Mostert can't even average four yards a carry. 
let's just feed, spoon feed this guy his 18th, 19th, and 20th touchdowns of the year while the guy who's the real talent can't get in the end zone. So to you, I say, how dare you, Mike McJerk? Derek. Oh, that was a pretty good one. Um, I would say uh, Arthur Smith because uh, I I don't understand where you invest a lot of draft capital in someone like Bijan Robinson and then you have very limited patience. I don't get why coaches do not believe in their young stars and do not let them like play through mistakes. Like, I don't know if he is missing, you know, pass protection coverage number rule number six uh, with the team or whatever it is. But it, it, it's really annoys me when uh, coaches do not let the young players play through their, their mistakes. And I don't just blame Arthur Smith, like whoever the GM owner, whoever, wanted Bijan Robinson as what the number one eight pick, you have to at some point impress upon your coach the need to play him and to let him play through any rookie mistakes because, you know, guys can have fragile psyches. So you have to you have to let them learn through experience. So Arthur Smith is uh he's pissing me off by uh, I mean I, I survived in the league last week when I had Bijan, but uh it's now a little dicey next week about whether to start him, so I don't don't appreciate that. I'm I'm going to give a honorable well, mention. Words, how dare you, Arthur Smith? Sorry, how yeah. dare you, Arthur Smith and management? I'm going to give uh, an honorable mention. How dare you to our very own Derek, um, who decided not only was he going to beat me, but he's going to rub it in by starting uh, C.J. Stroud at quarterback. <laughs> So I couldn't even beat him when his quarterback was out and injured for the game. So how dare you, Derek? Understand. <laughs> Number three. Uh, so Raiders beat the Chargers 63 to 21, only four days after losing a very hard fought piece of crap game three to nothing to the Vikings. And then Brandon Staley lost his job. So. You know, we've been talking about him for weeks, and why does he still have a job? Well, now he doesn't. Um, so apparently we have some sort of power over this. That's kind of cool. Um, Derek, is, is Staley the scapegoat, or is this a referendum on his coaching? Yeah, I think it is a referendum on his coaching because um, I actually thought last year he should have been fired when they, they had the big debacle playoff loss to Jacksonville. They had the huge lead. They lost it. And uh, he was becoming a sideshow this year in his press conferences. It seemed like he clearly lost control of the team. And then he also has that history of, like, going for it often, you know, fourth and two from his own 28-yard line. And uh, those seem to more often than not backfire. So his game management, lost control of the team. I get they had some unfortunate injuries, but um, – I was not too impressed with him as an NFL head coach. Alex? Sorry, I got distracted. Oh, that's right. I sent you down the Google road. Have we found you an did. answer yet? You did. No. Well. Uh, you know, I went down a hole, and I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured. We, we we lost you. Let me, yeah, let me know when you're ready. Let me when you know when you're ready for a rescue. All right, well, uh, well, right now I'm Googling clowns, so I think I need to go back to the original thing that I was Googling and find <laughs> the answer for it, which also I did find a one-for-one, one, by the way, while doing said uh, said thing. So. Oh, oh, good. So it was worth it. Yeah. Steve, Brandon Staley. Oh, my word. Um, I think the game itself in a vacuum, look, he's got some accountability there, and I think it's a – sign that his guys don't love him, but it just did, to somewhat his credit, it just seemed like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Like that ridiculous interception that the guy made one-handed, I mean, that's not because Brandon Staley sucks as a coach. I mean, that's just, a, that's it was a thing of beauty. So I think they got boat raced. I don't think they had any reason to, the team just chose not to rally, but there were curious things within that. Like I think Austin Eckler only had five carries. Like I don't know how on God's green earth, like, in the whole game, he's got five carries. So what was he doing when it mattered? So yeah, I think, uh, I think in a vacuum, he owns part of the blame, but just 
seeing that team, you see a team that doesn't uh, doesn't isn't one. To, I'm not finding the right words here, but I just I don't think they put up a spirited effort when they were down, and I think the coach has to own some accountability for that. So. Godspeed, Brandon Staley, go off and screw somebody else's uh, defense up or become apparently what is the new path. You just become a commentator on ESPN because with your literal 500 record in the NFL, you are now an expert on how to play defense. (laughs) Number four, Alex, can I get you back here? Because this involves the Lions. I am am back. This involves the Lions. All right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to throw some stats at you. Comparing two running backs, two running, rookie running backs this year. Um, mm-hmm. Similar rush attempts. Uh, one has 169 over 139 for the other. Uh, the one with 139, they have this, pretty much the same amount of rushing yards. The one with 139 attempts has three more touchdowns, has seven more receptions. Um and they're pretty equal in fantasy points overall, 157 to 149. Now, the person I'm talking about with the lowest amount of rushing attempts but higher in yards and touchdowns and fantasy points is our very own Jameer Gibbs compared to Bijan Robinson, who is supposed to be the second coming of yours truly. Not, no, that, that's referring to me. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to um, say <laughs> of, of you, your, your. I'm, I'm looking at okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. So, can we argue at least this year that Jameer Gibbs, who, by the way, was picked much later than Bijan and was part of a deal to get the Lions more picks on top of it, is at least equal to, if not better than Bijan this year? That's really hard because the Lions also have their like offensive line that is just like when it hits, it just hits. So it's not like maybe that one was better than the other, but I think the problem is is Bijan got a little overdrafted and Gibbs got a little underdrafted, and that's really the only difference um, when it comes to fantasy. So like with a lot of people that have Jameer Gibbs, they, they were meant to be like a third running back or whatever, so they have other options to fill. So it seemed to be a better pick, while with a lot of people who gave up something early for Bijan Robinson, they don't necessarily have a good secondary running back to carry him through. So... When it comes to fantasy, yeah, but only because of where they got drafted. But when it comes to actual skill, I would really like to see Bijan Robinson use run behind the Lions offense and see if he could do anything like that too. Yeah. Very, very fair point. I've I've seen that that Falcons offensive line at work multiple times. Um, well, because I've been paying attention to Ritter and I've had Bijan in the league as well, um, and that offensive line is absolutely terrible. Um, Derek, what do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think they're both. You know, super talented running backs. <clears throat> I think, um, I mean, they're both going to, I want to say, be um, pretty high picks next year. Although, again, it will depend on whether uh, the Falcons management comes to their senses and, and fires Arthur Smith. Um, because, you know, like Gibbs, you know, his volume is limited, understandably, by Montgomery, who is, is a really good running back. But, um the guys that are taking carries from Bijan are, in my opinion, not, I mean, Algiers, okay, but uh, not in the same category. So, sorry, I'm still getting stuck on the Arthur Smith and uh, my, my, my rage toward him. Um, I still think, I think Bijan just has a little bit of the edge on talent. So I think he would be my guy going forward, but um but I, I certainly like the uh, the talent in uh, both their situations. Steve. Yeah, I'll try not to ramble on this one. I think Derek and Alex got to the key points. Um, I think for me, the one thing is I think it's hard to know who's better because they're, they're different. I think that Jameer Gibbs is going to be like an Alvin Kamara, Jamal Charles, 10-11 runs a game, more about getting four or five catches a game where uh, Bijan's probably going to run the ball more and still have good games where he's catching the ball, but maybe not like – Gibbs is so I think they're going to be different but I think they're both going to be good so uh, two good first round draft picks in the NFL this year I just can't stop thinking about what Alex said uh, give me Bijan behind that Lions offensive line I would I would love to see that never going to happen but it would be very interesting 
Thanks for appreciating my high-hitting com- high, high commentary. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of you and the O-line, um, I'm, I'm going to try a little different music this week. Uh, it's it's your time to shine, Alex. It is? Thanks to our AI overlords for providing our Time to Shine music again this week. Love me some AI. Anyway, uh, Alex, uh, Steve shared a video clip with you. If you had time to view that. Basically, it was uh, talking about the Miami Dolphins' just defense, and they were basically just doing like a really weak cover and super blitzing like 30-something times. It was yes. great. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. if you were running the exact same blitz 35 times in one game, I don't know how successful it was. I, I, I haven't looked to see that, but how, how does the, why does the offensive line doesn't adjust to that? Why, why don't they see that coming? I don't know. I honestly don't. I don't know if they should have brought in more blockers, maybe tried like a double tight end set. And they just didn't have anything planned, but like, they were not doing great at that. And trying to get wide receivers blocking maybe corners on the edges, I just maybe they didn't have a game plan, and when they were trying to adapt, they couldn't. Uh, they should have tried more screen passes, I think. Maybe even, like, running back screens, just something to try to pull off. Because, like, yeah, I don't I don't know why their line didn't really adjust. They, I didn't see, like, a change. Yeah. Someone up comment. You look like you have yeah. to say something, Steve. Steve is looking like he's putting his thoughts together to ask a question. Well, there was where I'm struggling with is I know the blitzes exist in different formats. So to say, like we've talked about before, how do you pick up a blitz is going to be too nuanced of a question. But I guess if you look at that tape and you look at one of the first or second blitzes where they send, if you're the offensive line, if you broke those plays down specifically, what, what, do you should the offense what should the center have seen what should, should the quarterback have seen what could have been done in that moment the play was called and basically all you can do is go to one of your audibles was there something that the center can do quarterback needed to call an audible to try to change the play type but the center really can't do much in, especially when they're doing like pass plays um run plays they probably can because they can direct like they usually have like a audible of like hey linebacker here linebacker or something something like that so they can try to push a hole up the middle and then that like hole back is open you know what i mean they can do that but when it comes to a pass play it's usually them in a line and they pick up certain blitzers and so when they do a stunt or like well not a stunt necessarily but a trick and they have like three people over the edge and you can't do that it's up to Lamar, like the quarterback to think okay i don't have a quick pass that i'm going to be able to make or um we have to change change something. But the fact that they didn't is what I'm confused about. You see, you kind of see what I'm saying? With pass plays, it's a lot harder because, like, you can't, like, run downfield or, like, you know what I mean? It's really like you form a line for the most part. No, no, you're, you're articulate. I think the, the miss on this segment is I think I should have just pulled one or two plays and had you look at that and be like, okay, let's look at this play. Let's watch the play from start to finish. This is what happened. Now, if you go back. What should have specifically, what went wrong on that play? What could have happened differently? But I, well, I understand we're talking about a collection of plays here, so it's hard uh, to break a single one. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, cause like on the individual plays, like if you just watch one, it's like, what can you do differently? Uh, the line, not much. Uh, they were really doing a, a decent job of like getting that, but like if they have like corner blitzes like that, that's when something needs to change, like just with the formation or like with the play itself, not necessarily just the line coverage. Okay. So it's uh, shocking that this would fall on Zach Wilson, that he, he's the one <laughs> responsibility for this. It's, it's, it's not fair. I don't know. <laughs> Zach Wilson's a legend. All right. So uh, with this being the playoffs, uh, two more teams were going to drop off um, with losses last week. So the first one, sorry, I have to say, and we touched on this before, the brothers in arms. Uh, Alex, uh, how do you feel about your season overall? How do you feel about your, your playoff loss? Do you think you could have done anything different? Um, how, how would you rate your season? You know, Lucas, if I could uh, describe this season in one very common phase, phrase, I would say I was hoisted by my own petard. 
You know, you want to know why this whole year I'm like, you know what? I really like them defensive scorers. I think it was a good thing. I think it has helped make our league more interesting. And then, you know what? Then the league was just like, Alex, two people are going to get 80 points. Or was it 70? I think it was 70. A defensive lineman and the defense are going to get 70 points. I was like, oh, well, you know. Total? Yeah. Yeah, the, I think the defense got 32 or 33, and the defender any, got 27. Any other year, Steve, I want you to tell me if anyone has ever won with a quarterback getting nine points, but they did it in the playoffs. Well, Derek won with zero points. <laughs> no, in the playoffs, not in the toilet bowl. Okay, yeah. so, that's, so that's two times. And then, like, previous years, that would not be a thing as much, but, like, this year was – just because of how many points defenses. So hoisted by my own petard is how, how I describe the season. Um, I don't know. I really didn't get to do that much this season. I wish I spent more time looking for another quarterback instead of Tua. I feel he started falling near the end, but I was like, nah, he'll bounce back. Um, Danny DeVito, Tommy DeVito is not exactly a promising replacement. Um, but other than that, I don't think I really got to make too many choices with my team just because, like, everybody was, like, decent enough that I couldn't get anyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I, I think Tyler Lockett, uh, you didn't really draft him to be 33rd receiver in the league. Um, you probably oh, would expect Yeah, probably would expect a little bit more of that. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, feels about right at 19, um, but again, you're probably expecting a little bit more out of him because of, of him coming back last season. At, at least I was. Um, but yeah, I mean, so who's, who's your keeper? Tell Steve so he Sam can Laporta, baby. Uh, there you go. Laporta, sorta, winning the Super Bowl next year. There you go. It makes sense. Before we before we comment, I want to give Alex, or before we pivot, I want to give Alex a little more time or a little more credit than he's giving himself for the this team. I think one of the things we haven't talked a lot about, Alex has got a couple of really bad breaks. Like two of his first three drawn, two of his first three picks. Did not play much this year. So Nick Chubb went out in the second game of the year. And then we had, not only did he lose Joe Burrow around week, I think, I don't know, three, four weeks ago, but you got to remember, like, Joe Burrow had that stupid calf injury. So he wasn't Joe Burrow for the first four games of the year. He had a spectacular run of six games where he was great and one game where he was literally fine. So Alex had to adjust to losing his starting quarterback and his starting running back. And I think he did a pretty good job. I mean, that's, I mean, you take anybody and take away two of the top three picks. Like, how are they going to do much better than Alex did? So I think I just want to give him credit for a, a better run than the fifth or sixth place is going to indicate years from now. And, uh, if I can, sorry to bring up old wounds, but he also had a uh, significant trade vetoed. <laughs> I was just looking into that a little bit. So uh, if you would have had Pollard and the Cowboys defense. Well, Cowboys defense got zero points. Exactly. So that okay. was good. Tony Pollard, and Tony Pollard got 6.7. So, However, to be honest, I might have the first round bye with how many wins <laughs> I lost. That's true. So, we, we can go back and figure that out. Uh, right, could have yeah. been a different matchup. Who knows? You know what? I, I love a guy that freaking loves numbers, Steve. You know what I mean? So if you ever want to go, go ahead and look at those statistics. You go ahead and put those together. And just to be clear, Jay, you're not giving any consideration to Tommy DeVito as a, as a keeper? I know you love your quarterbacks. I'm just double checking on that. Um, I don't want to say there's not a chance. <laughs> so, what, if, out me. what if he doubles his price out of nowhere? He's still keeping them. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Oh, what if these? Oh, yeah. What he if he's up, like three games? He just shows up, and then everyone's like, "Tommy DeVito's the number one QB going into next year." Y'all are going to be feeling sorry. Clip this. This is the beginning of Tommy DeVito's rise. There's going, to be, there's going to be 30 Tommy DeVito's figures behind me next year. Alex, I, I can pretty much guarantee you if you pick after me again next year um, and DeVito's still on the board and you want him, you, you don't need to make a trade. You don't need to worry. Uh, he will be there for you to pick. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, at least I can do. You. Steve, you were the other one uh, that lost. Wow. Um yeah. And who did you lose to again? What what team? 
I little the fraudulent team. The the fraudulent <laughs> team. So the the fake team. The now my little phonies. Which I'm sorry, that was just a very very articulate, very uh, well played mic drop uh, by Junior yeah. uh, when I saw that this morning. Uh, well done, <laughs> well done, sir. Um, Steve, tell us your thoughts. Look, this has never been about disliking Junior. Like, I have appreciated he leaned into the Junior thing on draft day. He's leaned into the fraudulent thing. He's being a good sport. It's frustrating to lose to a team that you think you're better than. Um, But I actually want to try to make this about uh, fantasy football and what to learn going into the offseason, what went wrong this year. So I'll try to gripe less about my team and focus on a few things that I think will be relevant for the bigger picture. Uh, I'm thinking about re-going back to an old strategy. I have I have had Patrick Mahomes the last three years, and only one of them was actually a really good year. I'm starting to think my old philosophy of get skill positions early on and grab your quarterback later and maybe grab quarter, two quarterbacks around the 9, 10, 11, 12 mark and just see who turns into something. And I think that, that philosophy is getting pushed forward by the fact that if we look at who is left this year, uh, the the quarterback of the championship team is either going to be J-Dot, which would continue the streak of excellent quarterbacks winning championships, or the other three teams are Geno Smith, Justin Fields, Hybrid, Jared Goff, and Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott is having a great year, but he wasn't drafted like that. So I think that's one of the things I am taking away from this. And the running back position, guys, I am I am just stupefied and perplexed by the running back position. I just don't know what to do. I I look at what I did this year. I drafted Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was great for three quarters of a game after three consecutive years as a top 12 running back, and then he never recovered from the hamstring tear. Cam Makers looked good, and then he wound up on IR. Isaiah Pacheco was good until he went on, uh, until he got injured in the last season of the last week of the regular season in the playoffs. And Javante Williams is going to be just the albatross around my fucking neck. <laughs> so the tantrum aside is like, I don't know how to read the quarterback, the running back room anymore. So that's going to be the thing I got to figure out for next year. Yeah. I mean, if you're not Christian McCaffrey, it's a crapshoot. I mean, yeah. Raheem Mostert at two, Etienne at three, Rashad White at four, Kyron Williams at five, James Cook at six. What the hell is this? Wow. Like yeah. you're you're not the only one, Steve. If you didn't have McCaffrey, everybody was crapshoot at running back this year. I think, um, you know, my God, Derrick Henry is the first name on the list that really would have kind of maybe expected in the top ten. Um, yeah. So you're not the only one, Derek. Yeah. What what do you think? Let's let's. Let's get Steve out of the doldrums here. What's what's something good that he can uh, bring with him into next season? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we always have to give credit to Steve for uh, his track record in this league, that uh, whatever strategy he picks, he has quite an impressive resume. I know he's had some uh, several heartbreakers, uh, obviously missing out on the number one seed by .58 or whatever. Um that's just uh, also the that's the bad luck of the draw right there too. So uh, he still should be hanging his head high for building another elite team. It had as good a shot as any team of winning. Um, just uh, the cards cards didn't play out the right way. Um, I think his strategy is actually the the thing that I wish I would have implemented this year because picking Herbert um, and he wasn't terrible statistically, but it, it just it didn't work out for me. I missed uh I should have taken McCaffrey, uh as we're as we're talking about. Uh but the and the running back point is I, I was looking at that list too. It's yeah, there's just a maybe a, a few guys that are worth grabbing early, but um but yeah, to the larger point, um it was a it's 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 always a heartbreaker. I think for Lucas and I, like we we, you know, we were, uh, we dealt with our grief like halfway through the season. We accepted that things were not right for us. So I know the the further you get, your hopes get up. It's, it's, it's tougher to lose. So, uh, you're handling it well, Steve. And I know you'll, you'll be back next year. 
you know what? I don't even know I'm asking this question because I already know the answer. But Steve, don't watch the matchup between uh, Cam and Junior this week and see if you outscore the winner of that one. And then don't watch the championship game to see if you outscore the winner of that one because if you do with your point five eight points, because that could have been you. I know you're going to, but yeah. don't do that to yourself. That's like going by the car accident saying, no, don't look over there. You don't want to look over to see that because uh, I've been in that situation. It's, it is a tough place to be in. All right. Number eight. Priority pickups. Who cares? Moving on. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, I, I, I just, you know, none of us are really in the playoffs. Okay, we got top four teams left. Is there anybody out there, if you were in the top four? Um, also, if you can take into account their rosters and, and their possible needs, is there anybody you'd be picking up out there, Alex? I think the only thing that can be picked up off the waiver rise, waivers right now is my broken heart. Oh. So... What are the projected points of your broken heart this week? So there's a fun fact about me, Lucas. Um, this is another admission to the rest of the podcasting community. Um, I don't know an insane amount about individual football players sometimes, but once I'm out of fantasy football, I know even less because I'm sad. So there's no one I know on the waiver orders that anyone can pick up at the moment. And also you shouldn't listen because who I recommended last week got me one point. Yeah, that's right. You picked up Deron Bland, didn't you? I liked it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to prove him wrong. And y'all, and then y'all did. So. Yeah. Then we laughed. Yeah. Derek, who you got? Uh, I keep forgetting. I think I've got another game this weekend, so uh, I might need to address my quarterback situation. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, five bucks, man. That's five bucks. That's some rich money right there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I realized that I, I needed to put Herbert on the IR before they had the, the Thursday night game. So that's where I I went wrong there since you, of course, cannot have more than two quarterbacks. So I'm just looking at the quarterbacks. It doesn't look too promising. So I don't, I don't really have much to offer here. Steve? Um, I'm going to talk about waiver wire pickups. Will you go back to the top scoring running backs on the year so far while I do that? I actually think the, the, all four teams, cause I was going to say the only thing worth picking up is defenses and I am going to apply that to all four teams have difficult decisions to make. Like three of them have really good defenses, but those really good defenses are playing really good offenses. Like both, both Dallas and Miami's defense are had and they're playing each other. So are you trusting the defense to slow down the offense or are you getting out of that matchup? And I think there are a couple of good, uh, good streamers this week. There is the Broncos, despite their, botch against Detroit. They are home against the Patriots, and I'm going to play everybody against Zap Zap. And then the commander, oh, sorry, the Jets are at the, the Jets, pardon me, are hosting the commander. So I think those are a couple of teams I would be looking to move off of. I, I'm these teams, I'm not dropping these defenses, but I'm going to the waiver wire to get these. So I think that is a viable option for everybody. I think I think there's only one team with a not great defense who is streaming, and they have the Buccaneers defense, and I cannot currently remember which of the four teams alive that is right now. So, anyway. So, yeah, that's the one strategy thing and the one thing I'd be looking at for the remaining teams. What about Jordan Addison? He's on the free agent, and he kind of blew up last week. It was at a one-and-done week and just a kind of a outlier, uh, considering Jefferson might be coming back, or uh, would you take a flyer on him? It was six straight weeks of single-digit points before then, so it is certainly possible he could be spectacular. But that'd be a hard that'd be a hard dice for me to roll in the semifinals. Did you want to uh, refer to the running backs here uh, at this point? Yes. So I saw I can see the list, but I can't see them out well. So you're gonna have to move my eyes on this one. The thing that felt hard about the running backs this year are a lot of them came out of nowhere ish in terms of, and let me just. I got to quit my rambling. How many of these guys were actually undrafted versus like there's the uh, Rashad White came out of nowhere, but he was drafted. So you weren't going to get him off waiver wire. So I think if I'm taking a quick peek here, maybe, Kyra. but I thought somebody drafted him outside of that. 
all these guys were drafted, just they were drafted late, so there was no getting any of these guys off the wire. Ky- Kyron Williams? Yes, Kyron yeah, Williams. No, they were. Yeah. No, I think uh I think Cam did draft Mostert. So yeah. um, he's the only one I see on this list that probably came. Uh, I think somebody did waiver. draft Montgomery. Yes, Carly did. So You drafted uh, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Moss, I think that's how far whatever rank he is, that's how far we have to go. Well, I don't know, because Jonathan Taylor was not going to start the season, so it's possible Moss was drafted, but I'll look that up. But, no, I mean, that's a good point. A lot of injuries at running back this year, so all the people you might expect to see up there probably weren't. Uh, you mentioned Chubb earlier. Walker was out for a long time. Taylor was out for a while, etc. So it's just a weird year for running backs. Amen. All right, uh, number nine. Uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys each lost on the road this week. Yay for Lions fans. Um, <laughs> except now the 49ers are still there too. So, Steve, we'll go back to you. Is, is there anything to see here? Are you concerned? Or, yeah, come on, nobody's going to go undefeated or, or lose one or two games in the season in, in the NFL anymore. I think the thing it tells me is that the number one seed is going to be huge because we know that the loser of Dallas and Philadelphia, whoever doesn't win the division, they are going to become the five seed. They're probably going to have to go. They are going to have to go on the road, which is probably to the mm-hmm. NFC South winner, which is likely to be Tampa Bay, could be Atlanta, but it also means they're going to be on the road for likely the first two rounds of the playoffs. So no, I don't think it scares me that these, these teams won't win 12 or 13 games, probably 12 but it does make me a little worried for the team that has got to take the road games all the way to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. So if the Lions can wind up the two seed and get two home games, that'd be great. Derek? Yeah, um, I I think right now it just seems like the, the 49ers are, are clearly the best team. And I Dallas, I... I just have reservations about them because it seems like they they just get rolling and then they have a really bad loss. So I don't really I don't really trust them uh, going forward. Um, but uh, yeah, so I my answer I may have missed the question. <laughs> well, are you concerned about the Eagles and Cowboys? You know, they both yeah, lost. Eagles yeah, so, kind of on well, a downturn. Um, I just remembered again that Matt Patricia is now calling the defensive plays for the Eagles and, uh, Alex's rant I thought was really good. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna write them off. Before that, I thought they're still, they're the defending NFC champ. So if everything, if they're healthy, like they're capable of beating anyone. And then Matt Patricia is now in the equation. So I, I think the, I think the Niners, are looking pretty good, but I'm I am I'm excited to see what the what the Lions can do as well. Yeah, it'd be nice if one of them could really actually it'd be nice if the Eagles could take a really big downturn because you know NFC Championship game we're going to have to beat either the Eagles or the 49ers to get there then. Um, and right now I don't want to be playing San Francisco. Um, Alex, we're going to jump ahead unless you have some thoughts on this one because I got a, I got the last one for you. Uh, just the uh, classic Lions being the three teams at ten and four, the only one that has not clinched a playoff spot. For them. So I just want to give the give the give the shout out to them. Yeah, as hard as possible. Thanks, thanks to Drew Locke's uh, game-ending drive to win last night, and we'll go back to week two when Steve was all doom and gloom of Lions after they lost to a really poor Seahawks team in overtime. Um, Oh, and let's throw in, because this is the Lions, the fact that the Lions won their last game of the last season and got the Seahawks into the playoffs. So, sure, they would be the ones keeping us out of it right now. Um, that's that's <laughs> just how it goes. Yep. Um, so speaking of Sam Laporta, Alex, um, he was the fifth highest scoring non-quarterback um, last week, and he is currently tight end one on the season. So I don't know, maybe Taylor Swift should be dating him. Uh, <laughs> where will you rank him next year, and how early would you draft him? I don't know because it's inconsistent, and it's still not exactly like massive Travis Kelsey numbers where I'd want him in like the first round. Like if we had like a dedicated tight end spot, I would say like a third round pick maybe. But we don't, and that's what also makes it difficult. 
Because, like, again, even though he did score that high, I think most of his points came from, like, two games as well. I'm correct? And they were the last two? Or uh, two, of well, two of the last three were, were super high. And, yeah, you are correct. Those were his two highest scoring uh, yeah, games of the year. Yeah, he still has other weeks that aren't great. I mean, you could probably get some more consistency with wide receivers. So, like, maybe, like, a third round. But, again, that's only if he really, like, finishes the last three weeks because they do have – a difficult schedule to end the season. I'm curious to see how it'll do. Steve? Um, I am actually surprised Alex isn't a little more giddy about this. Every, every His reasons for pausing are fair to acknowledge there's some inflation with the touchdowns, but we're talking about a rookie tight end who at this point projects out for 85 catches for 920 yards. That's not even ignoring, it's not even looking at the touchdown. So you give me a rookie tight end that's going to do that, I mean, who, I'm not joking. Who's the last tight end that did that? That wasn't Mike Ditka. Uh, I mean, <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, I don't mean that from a real life perspective. I mean that from a fantasy perceiver perspective. From a real life perspective, Sam Laporta's rad as heck. No, no, I, I, I that's helpful context. I would say, like, for this to be his rookie year, and he's going to be nothing but onward and upward next year as a second year player as he gets even better. Like, I can't think of who would be what tight end I would take over him. And, you know, I say it a couple times a season, tight end one basically equates to being wide receiver 10 or 11. So that's about where I'd draft him. Wide receiver 11 typically goes at the end of the third round if we count keepers as round one. So, yeah, that's about the spot I would look for him. I was just going to say he is, he is with wide receivers in the mix, he is number 17 on the season as tight end one. So wherever you draft the 17th best wide receiver, Right, that's where he could go. Uh, Derek? Yeah, I think I'm with Steve on this. Um, I, I like the upside. Every time I watch Laporta play, he is playing great and usually scores a touchdown. So he he passes the eye test, and, yeah, I, I could see him being around, yeah, we say, would you say 11 or 12? Um, so, I'm yeah, I'm buying the stock on him. I, I, I credit to the Lions – Management, I feel like there's been uh, some tight ends that haven't worked out so well. So sorry, I keep bringing up old wounds. I feel like tonight, but uh, but uh, they they knocked it out of the park with the Porta. Well done. They did well with Hawkinson too. Hawkinson was a good pick, and they got some draft capital for him, and then got Laporta. So I good good all around. Well, it's probably more wide receivers I'm thinking of. Although I know there is another Ebron, maybe. Oh no, we 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 busted out on tight ends a lot. Yeah. So, uh, R- Lucas was Laporta picked with the Hawkinson pick that we got from Minnesota. I'm pretty sure it was. Oh boy, um, you're gonna send me get down to Google Hole. So as I as I go down and and as you come to pull out and rescue me, um, let's uh, diverge for a little bit because Alex, I hear you have a one for one. I do, and it's super stupid. How's it going, everybody? Good. 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 Welcome to Alex Turner's One for One. So basically, I was trying to Google something a minute ago, and then I needed a picture of a clown for a secondary activity that I was running. And I cannot Google clowns without scary clowns coming up. So for Lucas, yeah. Lucas, if you do me a favor, could you open up Google here? We're sharing our screen. I need you in any way to help me try to Google image search clowns without something terrifying coming up. Okay, let's try not scary clown. Not scary clown. I love it. Now go to yeah. images. Okay, see, look at that one in the middle. That is clearly meant to be terrifying. <laughs> They're scary. No, the one down. There's, oh, there's that one. one. The, yeah, there's one in the woods wearing an old lady shawl, and there's the clown from It. See, yep. you said not scary. Do you have another way... <laughs> Steve, Derek. Happy clown. Uh, Happy clown. I love it. Can I, can I say for me? Oh, like, God. <laughs> <laughs> that literally looks like a clown mask someone found buried underneath a haunted tea station that was 50 years old. Oh, my gosh. Those are terrifying. All right. Steve and Derek, I need help. Uh, Alex, there's two things I would never Google. One is snakes, and the other is clowns. Um, well, that's okay. Lucas is doing it. Okay, but that's <laughs> <laughs> Lucas tried clown. Only a kid would love. 
and they came up with a T-shirt of a really terrifying clown that says, I love kids. And then oh, the clown. clown eats the kid. And, and oh, my God. Holy crap, right. you are onto something. I am. Steve, like, seriously, like, how can we type in, like, just to get a normal, normal clown? Bozo the clown. Bozo the clown. Roll the nightmares. <laughs> Roll the nightmares. Okay. 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 That's better because it, no, that's a good good tactic. If you name a specific one, you should only get that. Okay. So, let's, let's scroll down a little bit. Scroll down a little bit. Ronald there. McDonald, which I didn't spell right. Okay. okay but look at that, that weird one. That one's freaking creepy right there. Yeah. Okay. They're all creepy. All right, but scroll down. <laughs> the clown. Okay. Hey, hang on, because people are just loving us looking at images on an audio-only podcast. Yeah. Uh, just to describe <laughs> you, this Ronald McDonald apparently, when he was first introduced, um, had a ginormous clothes box for a hat on his head and wore a Dixie cup as a nose. So. Congratulations, Ronald, uh, for being super weird. Okay, so we're scrolling down on Bozo. Yeah, scroll down on Bozo. Um, yeah, okay, starting to terrifying. Oh. There's a picture of Bozo the clown holding a dismembered heart. Oh, oh, that one, yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and of course, now when you get into kids' paintings of Bozo the clown, those are, kids' paintings are just scary in, in general. Yeah, it looks like that little, like, weird little AI one. That one's, that one's kind of weird looking. That one? Uh, or this yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So, yep. Dale, Steve, you got another name of a clown? Those are really age well. I mean, AI draw us a happy clown that is absolutely not scary. I don't want. I don't want AI to do any of that. We're, no, I'm saying Google. We have to try to find a way to Google a normal fun clown. How about Wizzo the clown? That's terrifying. Who's that? Oh wait, Wizzo was like Bozo's sidekick. Oh yeah, him and Cookie. He looks like a hypnotist. Cookie and Wizzo's Magic Spectacular on YouTube. Okay, I'm done for the night, guys. See ya. (laughs) I I gotta watch Cookie and Wizzo's. I don't mean to be political, but uh, Donald Trump did show up in one of of the uh, images there. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, okay. Yep. Okay. A fun clown. So, yes, uh, as Google text or as Lucas asked Hey! Us, fun worked. I think fun we did. Scroll down a little bit. All the scary-looking clowns. Now, there's, like, there's some horror decor. There's one with a machete. Yeah, mm. okay. Here's, here's just a random child. <laughs> he just has a just kid. It's just a kid. He's there's a, oh, there's a terrifying doll. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you could really get scared. Wait a second. Well, anyway, Hold on. I thought that this was fun. <laughs> I was How trying about... to get some group participation. Oh, no, no. About... Nobody is ever sleeping again if we highlight uh, that. No, goodness. we're moving on. Okay. I, don't, I don't feel that. That was Alex Turner's one for one. Okay. Oh, I'm just yeah. saying it was hard, and I was wondering if you all had the words that could be used. But anyway, well, it works very good. Uh, so you'll have to tell me. So back to the uh, Sam Laporta pick. Uh, we did get Minnesota's second round pick uh, in 2023, but I don't know if that's what we use to get Laporta. Because yeah, so you'll have to tell me that. Sounds good. Uh, I think we need a. I think we need a palate cleanser after that one. All right, that sounds like a good time for. Now for one of life's great mysteries. It's the power Jenkins. All right, new new idea. You lose, and you got to dress up as a scary clown. No. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> So uh, real quick, I looked it up. It is actually we got it with we got Laporta with Arizona's pick, the pick we used to trade down to get uh, Gibbs. Hey, that works too. Yep, that works too. Okay, so um, all right. Sorry, I think we have all just kind of. Would you like me to recap for you? 
Yeah, please. All right. So last week, Carly at 10, uh, Derek 9, Lucas 8. Uh, that is me. Um, then we had a tie for the first time in the history of the Jenkins, if I, if I remember correctly, at 6 uh, with Matt and Alex. Uh, five was Steve, four was Junior, three was Kelly, two was Cam, and one was Bobby. Absolutely nailed it. Okay, so as we get into the Jenkins, the thing that I want to remind you of is that Bobby and Cam, how their teams did, did not affect their body of work towards their rankings. The other eight teams, whether you were in the playoffs or the consolation bracket, your body of work did factor into if you into your work. So with that information, who is 10? Carly. It should be me because of all my incredibly low scoring points, but I'll say Carly. Was 10 stays 10. Carly is in the official toilet bowl to have her team named next year. Nine. Number nine. That's okay. I forgot to. Um, ooh, I'm going to say me. Lucas. I'm going to support Lucas in his endeavor and say Lucas. You're all wrong. Uh, I was Lucas thinking that. Lucas was down the wrong path. <laughs> Derek. It's me? Yeah, it's me. I'm going to well, trust I... Derek and follow him in this endeavor. Derek. Was nine, stays nine, has a chance for five bucks despite not starting the quarterback this week. <laughs> oh, Derek. Love what it. do I got to do? I had like the best uh, week of my season minus the quarterback. I scored, that's the highest point total I could, I could score in that circumstance. So. The numbers don't lie. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> Number eight. Well, that will be me. Okay. I don't know, Lucas. Why should I ever trust you ever again? <laughs> you never should. I've been Googling clowns. You should never trust me. Lucas, you thought you do a hard argument. You know what? I'm going to trust you. I'm going to say Lucas. <laughs> Lucas says you should never trust me, and then he says I've been arguing. What can I say? He convinced me. <laughs> By saying don't trust him. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right. Uh, you guys are right. Was eight, stays eight. Lucas, you and Carly duke it out to uh, avoid having your team name this year. Avoid, or maybe I just want things to be easy and just have somebody take care of it for me. We'll see. Number seven. All right. Now, this is where the Jenkins can't lie. If these two teams tied last week, that means whatever formula it is, it doesn't matter. They had the exact same number. So, logically, I know that's probably the problem here. If we look at how they did last week, I should be able to say that Alex is seven. How dare you? It's Matt. I'll I'll take the opposite of the logic and say Matt, too. Wow, Lucas makes that argument. It makes me feel really bad to say that. (laughs) No. No. Uh, was tied for six, falls to seven. Alex, brutal, brutal week in the loss to Kelly, brutal season so far, and uh, I am sorry. That's okay, I forgive you. Thank so, you. So there, is, there is some sense in the world. <laughs> well. Number six. Alex, can you guess who number six is? I'm going to say Lucas. <laughs> Not Matt. I'm going to say Lucas. Matt. I'm going to say Steve. I was going to say, Lucas, you're you're kind of thinking it's going to be Matt in the landslide, but it was very close. But, no, it is still Matt. Uh, was tied for six. Now is in six by himself. So, Matt versus Derek. Good evolution, Matt. Goes from having his team named for two times in three years to competing for five bucks. So, next year, I think we are onward and upward to uh, – the big leagues. Number five. 
Steve. 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 <laughs> Was five stays five. I just want to take this moment to again just flip off my team. All 11 members of my team minus the Chiefs defense underperformed their projected totals. I don't know that I've ever seen that in my fantasy football career. So thanks for nothing, jackasses. Could, couldn't have happened to a better guy. <laughs> Number four. Oh, okay. Now I got to actually start paying attention. <laughs> Is he, my, uh, my pep talk earlier really didn't lift up Steve's spirits, I can tell. <laughs> I will stick with Junior. I'm going to say Cam. Um, I'll say a junior, too. Yeah, Cam's body of work wasn't factored in, nor Bobby, So, and Kelly outscored junior, so it would have been hard for junior to get up. So junior was four, stays four, and we'll play Cam this week for the uh, right to go to the finals. And it is better to be lucky than good. That is my commentary on my little phonies. <laughs> go, go get him, Junior. Number three. I'm going to say Cam. I got Cam, too. I'm going to say Cam. Was two. Goes to three. Cam, and I think with what we've seen so far, I don't think you can argue with it, but I will say that uh, I think the bye week was incredible for Cam. He's going to play now with Justin Jefferson, should be fully healed. There's a good chance Jonathan Taylor plays. Uh, His team is coming together at the right time, so I think Junior walks into the buzzsaw. Number two. Wow, Kelly. I think it has to stay uh, Kelly. I guess I'll say Kelly. Was three again. Uh, Lucas called it out a couple times. Like Kelly has never gone backwards. She's either stayed the same or gone up. So she has moved up one more time to the two spot. Started the year at number 10, is in the two spot in the semifinals of the playoffs. Be interesting to see if she finishes 1A. There's no way that's ever happened before. Number one. I got that on record now. Baroni. Bobby. Bob it is. Was one, stays one, Bobby. So it'll be interesting. One versus two is going to be for the right to go to the finals. So let's just pivot right into the uh, predictions for the week. So Jacob of the week, obviously, one Bobby versus two Kelly. Who do you have? Oh, I feel like I should, like, take a look at the matchup and not just go with my gut. And unfortunately, oh, my God. Uh, What is inside your ETF, Stephen? I forgot. Uh, Never mind. You didn't hear that? No. I did, but was it wasn't me, was it? It was me. It was a commercial because okay. I was pulling up the fantasy cast of the matchup, and ESPN sucks and throws a commercial in front of you on the webpage. Yes. Um, I'm going to say Cam. <laughs> <laughs> Jump it ahead. Does Tyreek? I actually. What do you think, Derek? I'm going to say Bob. I'm going to go Kelly. I'm going to go Kelly, too. I think Bob's limping into the playoffs a little bit. His full team may may play, but he's got some question marks with a a few different guys. Oh, my God. Jared Jared Goff (laughs) is on the road, and that's not good Jared Goff. Uh, Yeah, it's not. I'm like Jared off. (laughs) Yes, that. (laughs) <laughs> Alex, you don't normally laugh at your own material of all the things to 
Megan, Megan, Megan is in the room and she's laughing at me and I'm laughing at her because she thought that was funny, apparently. <laughs> That's the one thing I got her with this whole night was Jared off. <laughs> I remember it was the same with Dad. I could never get him to laugh and when it did, it was the most just nonsensical stuff. So I can appreciate that. All right. The it's other half of the bracket is three Cameron versus four Junior. Uh, this isn't about Junior. hating. This is about Cam's team coming together at the right time. So I'm taking Cam. Yeah, I will too. Cam. Defense wins championships. I learned Ex- that the hard way. Except when he won the game with zero points from his defense. <laughs> Well, I think that is the show. I know the second half a little went a little quicker, but there wasn't as much to talk about. So, all right, before we sign off, any recommended week? Jujutsu Kaisen. Ah, yes. Uh, you and my son would get along the very well. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's it's. I just started watching The Sopranos. Yeah, okay. Oh, that doesn't even count as a thing. It's very similar. It talks like this, and he loves pepperoni. Like in Sopranos. Alex is in his own world. All right, does anybody else I'm just re-watching Louder Milk. I don't have anything new. (laughs) Well, that's a great thing to do. All right, Lucas, anything? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, yeah. Hope you have a good time. Hope you get good gifts. Happy holidays. I hope you enjoy your families. I I wonder if anybody had Gracie as a secret Santa this year? Hey, uh, Lucas, Google Gracie the Clown. (laughs) No more clowns, please. Oh, no, it's just a terrifying form of clown. It dare I say worse. (laughs) 